Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so I believe that this message will really change your life if you know how the grace of God works in you, how you can increase the grace of God in your life. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the wonderful scriptures in your Holy Bible. We believe, Lord, every scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit for our education, for the teaching, for the preparing of the saint. To do the good work, Father. We believe, Father, that today the Holy Spirit will be our teacher, and we will not hear from man, but we'll hear from the Spirit of God, who will give the light, shine the light into our heart, Lord. We tell you right now, Lord. We open our eyes to see that light. We open our ears to hear what the Spirit need to say, and we open our heart to receive the spiritual food. Thank you, Lord. This church loves your word. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have been talking about the condition of the early church. That the Bible talk about that in Acts chapter four, verse thirty-three. Great grace was upon them all. We have learned that the grace of God is the same thing as the favor of God. We also learn that the grace of God is the presence of God. When Moses talked to God, if you say that I have found favor with you, you need to go with us. And the Lord answered Moses, "Yes, you found favor with me, so my presence will go with you." The grace of God or the favor of God comes together with the tangible presence of God. Therefore, the church that understands the Bible or believe in the grace of God will welcome the presence of God, because the thicker the presence, the thicker the more, the higher level of grace in our own life. We also learn that Jesus had the fullness of grace, and we as believer can receive grace upon grace, favor upon favor, layers of grace. More grace can come upon our life, and we need to do our part to be able to receive more grace. We don't have to worry about God's part because He is faithful. We don't have to twist His arm, put pressure on Him to do what He plans to do already. We don't need to keep begging Him to do something that is His will and His purpose anyway. His grace and His favor—it is His His idea, not our idea. God is so kind and merciful; He wants to give grace to us. So He stooped down from above and touched us and helped us and support us, open opportunity for us, give us ability and protection and support and help everything, prepare the way for us in kindness. Therefore, God's part has been done. Now we have to look at our part. What can we do in order to obtain more favor 
and more grace from God. From this lesson on, we're gonna learn how to obtain more favor and more grace from God, so that we can have greater grace, more favor. You notice that Christians in the world have different level of grace and favor in life, and I pray that you will have a desire. To receive more favor and more grace from the Lord, we have learned in the past that in order to have more grace, we need to be humble. We learn how to be humble, depending on God. We learn that we need to walk by faith. We need to walk in love. Today, I'm going to talk about one subject, one of the principle how we can obtain more favor from the Lord. In Psalm chapter 89, verse 17. For you are the glory of their strength, and in your favor, our horn is exalted. The Bible talk about horn here. The word, the phrase, or the sentence, "our horn is exalted" means so many things. It means promotion, coming up to a next level. God's word translation. The Bible say in God's word translation the same verse. Because you are the glory of their strength, by your favor, you give us victory. Our horn is exalted. Also, mean not only strength but victory. In New Living Translation, the Bible says, "You are the glory strength. It pleases you to make us strong." When you receive the favor from God, when you receive more grace from God, you are not only get promotion. You're not only being moved up to the higher level in the kingdom of God. You also have victory. You can win the battle. You also are full of strength from the Lord. Your power will increase because in TLB version, the Bible says, "You are their strength. What glory!" Our power is based on your favor. How many people want to have more victory? How many people want to have more strength? How many people want to get the promotion from God? How many people want to have more power in your life? It comes with the grace of God. Now the question is, how can we obtain more favor and more grace? And the answer in this lesson, it says, we must please the Lord. Everyone say, please the Lord. When you please the Lord more. The Lord will give you more favor. That's why Christians in all over the world are so different. Some people are rebellious, very stubborn, very prideful. They live a life that grieve God all the time. The favor in their life is less. But some Christians are so falling in love with Jesus. Please God in every day. Do everything to make God happy all the time. They receive more grace from God. Let's look at. Many scripture today together. Today I'm going to teach you the Bible. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Is that favor? Is that the grace that when we please God, those who hate us, those who plan to hurt us, to destroy us, suddenly stop and walk away. They could not hurt us. There may be many ways that God do that. Maybe God just keep them busy, 
and they forget about us. Or maybe God give them some fires that they have to put out, so they keep busy with the, their own problems and they forget about us. They just change their mind and they leave us alone. Maybe they turn to somebody else and hurt somebody else, but not us, because the presence of God is upon us. And when the presence of God upon us, the shield of protection, the favor of God is like the shield all over us that the enemy cannot come in to touch us. The favor of God help us to be safe, to be protected from our enemy. Or maybe some enemies turn around and become our friend. Some Christians don't believe in this scripture. They have this idea that if Christians... Please God more. Do the will of God. Step out to do the right thing for God. They're going to get into more trouble. Many people will hate them and they're going to get into more trouble. That kind of idea is not following the Bible idea. The Bible say, the Bible never lies. The Bible say, if a man's way please the Lord, he makes even his enemy to be at peace with him. As a pastor, as a head of the household, my wife and my kids and head of this church, I decided many years ago that I will please God more than man. I don't want to be in the snare of the fear of man. If people tell me I'm not coming to this church, I'm gonna, not going to give tithe to this church, if you keep laying on of hand and you keep spreading the fire and you preach the truth of God, I'm going to say, Thank you for letting me know. But I'm sorry, I'm going to please God not to please you. You have to deal with it yourself. I'm going to fear God because when I fear God and I please God, God going to bless me, give me more favor, and the favor will flow into my family members, into the church members. I choose the way of God because I want to please God more than man. Psalm 41 verses 10 to 11. But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you are well pleased with me. I like God to say to all of you, I'm well pleased with the members of New Hope International Church because my enemy does not triumph over me. In King James Version say, But this I know that thou favorest me because my enemy does not triumph over me. The sure sign of having a lot of favor from God is that our enemy cannot triumph over us. The devil cannot destroy us. Demon cannot put sickness, put problem into our life. The devil cannot steal money from us. He cannot beat us up. We're going to live in victory because we have more favor from God. And we can get away or escape from the snare of the devil that lay in front of us. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 26, talking about a person who pleased God, what happened? And I found more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and nets, whose hands are fetters. He who pleases God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be trapped by her. In this world, there are women 
who love to get other people's spouse, chase after a man and make people divorce so that she can get that man. This kind of behavior is not very good. You should not get involved with other people's husband. Leave them alone. Don't take them away. Okay? They may be so prideful and say, "Nobody can resist my charm. I'm so amazing. I'm so good looking. I'm gonna show that I can take this husband away from this woman." But the Lord say in the Bible, "Those who please the Lord can escape this kind of snare." There are so many kinds of snare in life. This Bible talking about the snare of relationship, the family breakdown because somebody step in, try to steal your husband away, or steal you away from your wife, and you get into trouble later on because your family breaks down. But if you please the Lord, you can discern that kind of trap, and you will not get involved with that relationship. Some people just fell and became ruined because they are so weak. They don't have the favor of God in their life. They don't live a life that pleases the Lord. We should live a life that pleases the Lord so we, we can get away from the trap of financial calamity, family breakdown, or health issue, or any accident. The devil put the traps in front of us, but we can get around and we don't get into trouble. Because we please the Lord, First Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful; He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out. Everyone say a way out, so that you can stand up under it. God is so gracious. He is so kind. When you face a temptation, He gives you an exit sign. How to get out of there? A way out. I went to London a few times. I noticed that in their underground train, normally in America we see the sign exit. In London, it say a way out. So now when I read this Bible, oh, a way out. Get out of this tunnel. We need to get out, and that way out. Come by the grace of God. If we have enough grace in our life, we have enough favor in our life, we can resist any temptation. We can overcome any sin and temptation in our life. We will miss the trap that the devil lay before us. We will not have to yield to any sin or any temptation any longer, because we have more favor and the grace of God in our life. Amen. Therefore, I'd like to encourage all of you that you live a life to please the Lord all day long. Whatever you do, what did you say? You please God first. You don't live in the fear of man. You please God more than man. Then you will be protected. Then you will be kept. You will be in the grace zone every day. The shield of protection. Your soul, your mind, your body will be protected. You will not fall into the trap of the enemy. You're gonna live a glorious, victorious day every day of your life because you are living in the grace zone. The grace is upon you, around you, under you, and it goes before you to prepare the way for you. Now I want to show you one of the example in the Bible 
a person who really pleased God 24/7. Somebody in the Bible pleased God all the time, every day, day and night. And that person's name is Jesus Christ. You learn from the Bible that in the book of John, chapter one, the Bible say Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in the favor of God. And later on in the book of John, chapter one, the Bible say He has the fullness of grace. The Bible say Jesus has the anointing. Or the spirit, or the presence of God. Remember, the presence of God and the grace of God are the same thing. The more anointing you have, the more presence of God you have, the more grace you have. The Bible says Jesus has the anointing or the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit without measure. In John chapter three, verse thirty-four. So you can see that Jesus was a man who has the unlimited favor and grace. And one of his characteristic is that he live a life that please God. Amen. You can see in his own life how many times God protected him because he pleased the Lord. One time, his enemies tried to catch him and killed him, but the Bible said that he just looked at their eyes and walked past by them. They could not move and do anything to him. That is in. John chapter 10 verse 18. One time Jesus say like this: No one takes my life from me. It mean my life, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. So Jesus said that because the presence of God upon his life is so thick, the favor of God is so unlimited, no one could kill him. No one could arrest him unless he lay it down and let them catch him. You see my point here: the protection of God upon his life is so strong that no one could come close to him and arrest him. In John chapter eighteen, verses four to six, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, "Whom are you seeking?" This happened in the garden. That the enemies try to come and arrest Jesus Christ to be crucified. They answer him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, "I am he." And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now, when he said to them, "Listen carefully," he was so full of grace, favor, anointing. The presence of God was so strong on him. When he said to them, "I am He," they mean the enemy, drew back and fell to the ground. They could not catch Jesus. They fell under the power of God because the grace of God upon his life was so strong, so much in his life that no one could harm him. He was under the shield of grace, the protection of God. He walked in the grace of God 24/7. No one could kill him or arrest him unless he allowed them to do it. But thank God, he allowed them eventually arrest him and killed him. Because if he would not have done that, we would not have salvation today. He was on the cross because he allowed them to 
crucified him. Amen. Jesus was walking in the tremendous level of grace. He was walking in the whole measure, the full measure of the anointing. He was always at the right place at the right time. Everywhere he went, and everything he needed has already been prepared for him. He's a man of so much grace that the grace of God went before him to prepare everything that he needed. And we can see this story in Mark chapter 14, verses 13 to 15. And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, mean Jesus say, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. You see, the grace of God is so tremendous in his life that the presence of God went before to prepare the heart of that man who owned the building to allow him to have the last Passover with the disciple. Everyone say, the grace goes before me. Incline the heart of people. Help people to like me. Prepare the way for me. People will cooperate with me. Not because I'm smart. Not because I'm great. But because of the grace of God. In another situation, the Lord Jesus needed a donkey to ride into Jerusalem. Look at what happened. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 3. And when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone say anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. You can see that the grace of God was so great that prepare a donkey for him to be used. When he needed money, the father graciously, kindly prepared a coin in the mouth of the fish. In Matthew chapter 17, 24 to 27, when they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs and taxes? From their sons or from, their, from strangers? Peter said to him, From strangers. Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Everyone say, I am free. We are the sons and daughters of God. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, Cast into a hook, a cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Wow. God's favor was upon Jesus so much that God the Father prepared money in the mouth of the fish. 
It's so wonderful. Sometimes I was thinking, I would like to go back in the time machine. You watch the movie, Back to the Future. I want to get into the time machine and, and turn to before Jesus died and go back there and walk with Jesus. I believe that the disciple in that generation experienced so much grace that come through Jesus Christ. They saw with their own eyes how the grace of God worked in the life of Jesus. They experienced that that grace flow into them too. They just around the man who has so much grace and favor from God. So the grace and favor from God came around them and they experienced healing, miracles, provision, and the wind stopped, the peace and the joy, healing. They experienced the grace in the master's life. So, woman in this room, if you want to marry a man, you need to marry a man, a Christian man who pleased God and has a lot of grace of God upon his life so that you can experience that grace through your husband. The same thing, man, if you marry a woman, you marry a woman who fear God, pleases God, so that you can experience the grace of God through her life as well. If you're going to join a church, you find a church that a pastor really live a life that pleases God because that favor will flow into you as well. You see my point here? The disciple experienced the grace of God. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, what was he marked by? How he was marked at the beginning? Actually, this same thing happened in the book of Acts chapter 2. What happened before Jesus started to walk in the high level of grace? Luke chapter 3, verse 22. You remember, I say the grace and the favor is the same thing as the tangible presence of God or the anointing. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, okay, the presence of God, the anointing, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. It means the grace comes upon Jesus. Big favor, big grace. Why did he get the big grace? From heaven which said, You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What kind of lifestyle Jesus lived? He lived a lifestyle that pleased the Father 24-7. To the point that God the Father from heaven looked down and said, thumb up, good, more, 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 more grace, more favor. I give you such great favor because you are a man who lives a life that is pleasing to me. Look at John chapter 8, verse 29. And he who sent me is with me. Is it the presence of God? The presence of the Spirit of the Father was with him. The Father has not left me alone. How many people like to live like that? Everywhere you go, the presence of God is with you. The Father has never left you. That's why I kept the fire in my church here. That's why I don't want to stop laying out of hand. That's why I keep the presence of God in this church. Because I know that we need the grace of God in the church. We need the presence of God. We don't want the Father to leave this church. We want the presence of God to stay in this church until we die, until we go to meet Jesus Christ. For I always do those things that 
please him. Do you see the connection? The favor, the grace, the strong presence of the Spirit of the Father, and the lifestyle of pleasing the Father. What is the favor? What is the grace? The presence of God. And Jesus said that the Father has never left me because I live a life that pleases the Father all the time. What did Jesus do on Monday? What did Jesus do on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? What did Jesus do in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and at night? What did Jesus do during the day and during nighttime? Jesus pleased the Father all the time, not just only sometime. Amen. Not just hallelujah on the church on Sunday, but when you go home, you watch pornography. That's not going to work. You are not hallelujah on Sunday, but when you go home, you start to cheat people, and you you go to your office and you start to cheat the time of your employers. You should live a life that please God all the time, twenty-four-seven. If you want to have more grace, some Christian may say to us here in this church. Pastor, that is Jesus. He could do what he did because he was a son of God. You are human, and I am human. I cannot do like that. I cannot please God twenty-four-seven like Jesus. That comment is totally wrong. Because remember, when Jesus came into the world, the first thirty years of his life, he did not have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He was born in this world as a man. He did not born in this world as so-called the Son of God. He was a man. He's still hungry. He had to drink, eat, sleep. So he was our example as a man, anointed by the Holy Spirit, walk in the Spirit. So you have no excuses to say, "Oh, I cannot do it." He's the Son of God. Yes, we can do it. It's the choice. We have the choice every single day. But the Holy Spirit will give you power to do it. You need to make the choice every day: Am I going to please God, or am I going to please man? Am I going to please my flesh, or am I going to please the Lord? You make choice every single day. We have the glorious opportunity and possibility to walk like Jesus, to walk a life that pleases God all the time. It will be very unfair. If the Bible tells us to do something that we could not do, look at what the Bible says here in First John chapter two verse six. He who says he abides in Him ought himself also walk just like as Jesus walked. The Bible says that we as human can walk just like Jesus walked. How did Jesus walk? How did Jesus walk? Please the Father all the time. Can we please the Father all the time? Yes, because we have the same Holy Spirit in us, and it's our own choice. It's not God's choice. God has done His part; He wants to give us favor, but we need to do our part by making a decision. Let me show you from the Scripture that Jesus' will, as a human being on earth, anointed by the Holy Spirit, is separated from the will of the Father. So even Jesus Himself, as a man on earth two thousand years ago, 
He needed to make decision every day between his own will and the Father's will. Matthew chapter 26 verse 39. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, "Oh my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will." In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was tortured by the knowing of the suffering that he would face at the cross. He sweat as drop of blood. That's how much torturing. He knew about the agony of crucifixion. He knew also that the ugly, terrible, and all kinds of sin, curses, and bondages would be converged on him at one time on the cross. He knew that the Father g o n n a turn his face away from him. He became sin with our sin, so that we can become the righteousness of God. He was rejected by the Father. This man named Jesus. He's the Son of God, but born as a man. The son of man, he never sinned. He never made mistake. He had never been separated from the Father all of his life until that moment when the ugly, terrible, awful sin of the whole world, including curses and sickness, came upon him. At that second, he was separated from the Father. He was tortured by the sin of mankind, of every generation, of every race. And nationality, from the past, now, and the future, he knew what he was going through. But he said, "Not my will, your will be done." In other words, he think, "God, you have another way to save mankind. Maybe send an angel to shower some kind of water on them and then wash the sin away." But he knows that there is no other way, only one way. He has to die for the mankind. So he said, "Not my will." His will was separated from the Father's will. He made the choice to please the Father. Amen? Amen. Can you make a choice to please the Father? How many people want more grace in your life? What do you do? Make the choice to please the Father. Something in him is stronger than his own body, his own desire. That is the purpose to please the Father. So strong on the inside of him. God is smarter than you and me. How many people believe that? How many people believe that God is smarter than us? Do you believe that God knows what is right for you? Does God know what is better for you than yourself? Than you know yourself? He knows what you and I were made for. We need to trust His smartness. We need to believe that He knows what is best for our life, instead of being smart ourselves. We need to surrender to His wisdom and His plan. That's why the psalmist wrote this scripture. That indicate the heart of Jesus 
This is a prophecy about Jesus. Psalm 40 verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. Jesus say, this is a prophecy about Jesus. Jesus say, I delight to do your will, my Father. How many people can say the same thing? I delight to do the will of the Father. Amen. In other words, his decision to follow the will of God is not about the feeling, the emotion. He did not feel like it to do it. He did not look at the benefit of what he is doing it for himself. He did not have to feel wonderful to do it. To follow the will of the Father, to please the Father, is the act of will. It's not about what benefit you get. People are going to give you increased salary or not. People are going to put the thumb up to you. It's not about people's opinion, but it's about the Father's opinion upon you. If you want more grace and favor from God. Amen? Amen. In my life, I give you an example. Many times I wanted to do something or to be a part of something. And I get so excited about that kind of plan that I want to get involved with. But suddenly, the Holy Spirit talked to me. I don't want you to do that. Right away, I say, I delight to you, your will. I will love what you love, and I hate what you hate. If you don't like this one, I back off. I will not do it. Sometimes, I see situation. For example, when I flew first time to Germany, I was talking to God. God, please don't make them like me. I travel so much. I travel every month. I don't like to be on the airplane. So please don't make them like me in Germany. I'm serious. I even turned to Pastor Da and said, please, I hope they don't like me. They're just kind of okay, okay with me. But when I got there after I preached, they came to me and said, can you be our spiritual father? And the Lord said to me, you need to help them. It's not my will. And I say to God, if you like this, I like it too. Okay, I do it for you. Amen? I flew to London just to see the London Bridge <laughs> and the Parliament and to experience some London sightseeing. And then 40 people show up and they say they want to start a church. I don't plan to go to London. I never have a desire to plant a church in London. But the Lord say, now you help them. It's your will? Okay. Lord, your will, I will do the best to please you. So now, every Sunday night after everyone left at 7 p.m., I record English and Thai sermon here, video, and send to London every week so that they can have a preacher preaching to them. Amen? Sometimes I don't want to do that. And my head keeps telling me, don't get involved, don't get involved. But my spirit have to tell my head, shut up. Because my spirit needs to obey the Lord and please Him. Amen? Amen? When I first moved to America, 
I never even have one thought about going back to Thailand. I want to build a church in America. Never want to go back to Thailand to plant a church because I believe that they already have a very good pastor there. I could not speak Thai very well. I lost Thai language after I came here for many years. But one day in year 2004, God said, "Go back to Thailand and start a church." Say, "No, no, God, God, I don't plan to go back to Thailand. I want to be in America. I want to plant church in Los Angeles and San Diego. And this coming Friday, I'm going to fly to Illinois to start another church." I got two messages from Arkansas. Two group of people they want to start a church with us already in America. So you see, pop, 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 pop in America now. I want to be in America. I don't want to go back to Thailand. But God said. Now you need to bring the fire back to Thailand, my dear brother and sister. If I thought that I was smarter than God, I would have missed so many wonderful, wonderful things and open doors and opportunities. Let me say this to you before I conclude the sermon, because you have never done or been something. It doesn't mean that God will never be able to give you more grace to be and to do. That thing. Listen one more time. I never even think about standing in front of 1,000 people and preach the gospel. Never thought of. I just have a little small church, 50 people, 70 people, and I scare to stand in front of 1,000 people. But it doesn't mean that He will not give me enough grace to be able to stand in front of 1,000 people, as long as I am willing to let God increase grace in my life. I never thought that I'm gonna become the best doctor in the Seattle magazine two years in a row. I have the side up there, best doctor, best neurosurgeon. This year, I am the only neurosurgeon on the east side to get the voting to be best neurosurgeon on the east side. Now I have a lot of patients come to me because they check website. I don't have to even make announcement. They just came to me. This is the grace of God. I am not better than a neurosurgeon at all, but just because the grace of God, Amen. You are not locked in or limited to what you right now are doing. God can expand. God can give you more grace to do what you have never been dream of to do, because more grace come upon you, Amen. And when that grace come upon you, He can show you 180 degree different direction and move to the new direction that will promote your life, protection. Your horn is exalted. You can have more victory, more promotion. You can go to the next level. Your thought will be different. You see things in a different way. God can increase the grace in your life if you make a decision from today on. What day is this? September 14, year 2014. Lord, from today on, I will become like Jesus. I will live a life that always do the things that please you. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm not gonna live in the fear of man. I'm gonna fear you and please you all the days of my life. Follow my prayer, Father. Please forgive me for doing anything that has displeased you. 
Forgive me, Lord, for my disobedience, rebellion, stubbornness. From today on, I choose to do Your will. I delight to do what pleases You. I ask You, Lord, to reveal to me in my daily routine. My home life, my married life, my work life, my church life, my recreation life. Anything that displeases you, help me to see it, Lord. I am willing to change. I'm willing to repent. I want it to be changed. Show me, Lord, from today on, what pleases you. I delight to do Your will. Oh my God, increase the grace, the presence of God, and the favor of God upon me. Thank you, Lord. I believe. In what you say in the Bible, great grace, more grace, more favor in my life, my family, my church. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah! Give the hand of praises to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, or you have backslid from the Lord. You used to love God and you walk away from God. I'd like to encourage you to come back home to walk with Jesus again. Why don't you follow my prayer if you want to come back home or you want to become a Christian today? Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. From today on, I repent of my sin. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. That Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. He paid for my sin. I receive salvation, Lord, by grace and true faith. I have faith in Jesus. From now on, Lord Jesus, you are in my life. I will walk with you. I need your presence. I need more anointing. I need more grace. Thank you, Lord, for receiving me into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people want to have more presence of God? Amen. You know, sometimes you may have some manifestation. You may laugh, you may cry, you may fall, but sometimes you may not have manifestation. But that's okay. You receive from God by faith. Amen. Amen? Yes. If you get lay hand on, and you believe God gonna put the presence of God upon you, you believe you receive. You may have ten. From the time you born again to now, 
At least you get one more to be 11 better than nothing. Some of you may get from 10 to 20. The grace increase double. Some of you may increase 50%, 20%. That's okay. That's how God worked in the Bible, the laying on of hand. The Bible says that Paul lay hand to give the Holy Spirit to people. Even one man named Simon say, can I give you money that you lay hand on me and get the Holy Spirit? That's how God works in the church. He used the anointed man to lay hand, to put the power of the Holy Spirit, to put the presence of God upon people. That's how God works in the Bible. We just follow the Bible. This is not Pastor Lau's way. This is not New Hope International Church way. This is the Bible way. We follow the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many people, since you come to this church and have the presence of God, you notice more grace in your life? Things change in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Eric and Maria, could you come out here? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Stand close to here and lift up your hand and close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Ask the presence of God to come upon you right now. Phil. Right now. Phil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Filled right now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Joseph. Joseph the pianist. Come out here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pour your presence upon them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. More grace. More grace right now. <laughs> More grace right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yoki and Anne. Hallelujah. Today, Indonesian day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Andrea, come out here, Andrea. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. More grace. More grace. More grace. God bless you and your family. Dennis and Rie. More grace. Filter, Lord. Filter. <laughs> More grace. More grace. More. More of the presence of God. 
upon you more anointing more of the presence of God more of the presence of God long life healthy more favor with your children more favor with your son more favor <laughs> with your daughter more favor more favor more <laughs> more favor more favor more favor more favor more favor more favor more of the presence of God more more <laughs> prosperity prosperity you shall bless the church of God everything you touch shall be successful fire 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 more tangible presence of God tangible presence of God more favor in your business favor in your business favor favor <laughs> favor fire favor in your work in your finances favor <laughs> we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Oh, you know.